0: Christ, the Divine Truth is brought to you by Jamaica Physical Therapy, serving the community for over 20 years and specializing in pain management, sports injuries, and pre- and post-operation rehabilitation and chronic conditions such as arthritis, tendonitis, and bursitis. Jamaica Physical Therapy accepts most private insurances and Medicare. For more information, call 718-297-3699 or visit jamaicapt.com. Christ the Divine Truth is the radio ministry of Dr. Sam Olagun Samuel. Through uncompromising biblical teaching, instruction and application, Dr. Sam desires to see people's lives transformed through Christ. Now, here's Dr. Sam.
1: is our first episode of our new series called growing in the truth if we can remember in our first series of divine truth we highlighted that the truth has two components which are visible and invisible and we need a receiver to receive the truth and the receiver is the Holy Spirit and that truth is Christ In addition, we mentioned that the only way to to be in truth is to be born again through Christ alone, faith alone, and grace alone. And lastly, we said you need a contrite heart or broken heart to receive the truth. The process was illustrated with a seed planted in soil, that is watered in presence of sunlight, to grow. We continue with the understanding of this illustration to discuss how we can grow in the truth. We know that Jesus said, I am the way and the life in John chapter 14 verse 6. So we should remember that Jesus Christ is that truth. So our discussion will be growing in the Christ. Growing in the Christ is a Christian life development which continues into maturity to bear fruit of the spirit. Therefore, Christian living is a journey. But before we press further with the growth as newborn Christian, there are fundamental or foundational practices that you must be perf- that you must perform and practice. So these practices are commanded by Christ and ordained by God. These practices are water baptism and Lord's Supper. You need to go through water baptism once and participate in Lord's Supper all the time that is being provided. That is, Lord's Supper is a continuous practice while water baptism is done one time after you have been born again. So let's pick up our Bible and let's open to Luke chapter 22. I will read from verse 19 to 20. This tells us about the Lord's Supper. And he said, He took bread, from verse 19, and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, meaning giving it to the disciples, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So the Lord's Supper needs to be done in remembrance of Jesus Christ. It has to be done as often time as we do remember Christ, which, of course, Christ is is part of us every day. We remember Christ every day, every second. But we're talking about when we come together, we need to be breaking bread. That is the body of Christ. So verse 20, he says, likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. So Jesus, so Jesus was actually doing this at the last supper that he had before the Passover. So that is when he commanded the apostles to perform these activities, this breaking of bread and drinking from a cup as a remembrance of him. So as Christians, we are commanded to participate in Lord's Supper and also perform water baptism. So for you to grow, we have to establish a foundation. So, and these are part of the practices of Christian living that we need to perform as a foundation. So now let's try to expand more about water baptism. So we continue in the Bible, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Verse 18, he said, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me, in heaven and on earth 19 he said go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age so by the way this is actually a great commission for all of us for anyone that calls himself a christian is a great commission So, we could see from this passage that we just read, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, that Jesus Christ said, all authority has been given unto him, that we should make disciples of all nations. Now, the key word, he said, and baptize them, and baptize them. So, when you are born again in spirit, that is, you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. The next step is water baptism. Remember, you are in the kingdom of God now, right? And you are citizen of heaven. So it is a requirement that you that must be done because the, there are practices that belong to the kingdom of God that God ordained or request from his citizens of his kingdom. These practices were from the foundation of the earth but are put into practice or are required by man's kind that belongs to God's kingdom. So these practices are symbols and identify the truthful and the faithfulness of the citizen of his kingdom. Therefore, they become the foundation of their citizenship. So what we say, when you belong to the kingdom of God, there are certain things that you need to follow. There are certain guidelines, certain steps, certain things that God has ordained for people that belong to His kingdom. So, these practices are called sacraments or ordinances. So, water baptism is an ordinance that must be fulfilled. In fact, Christ Himself did it. He went through water baptism. Matthew 3, verse 16, told us that He was baptized. So Christ is not a form of a leader that do not follow what is placing down as a rule. He went through water baptism. And when we, if we could remember at River Jordan, when he came up to John the Baptist, he was baptized. John actually was saying, no, don't let me do this to you because you are more than me. But Jesus Christ instructed him that, suffer it, let fulfill all righteousness. So, water baptism is done to fulfill the righteousness of God. So my friends and our listeners, if we look at our natural birth, even though there are a diversity of cultures, when the baby is born, we immediately give the baby a name. Either in our hearts, we just decide this is going to be the name of our baby, I'm talking about the parents. or at the hospital, we fill up the application form to put the name of the baby in there. So the baby will have the name. The babies will have name before they are let out or discharged from the hospital. But culturally, so we know that we, we some people are majority of the culture they conduct a naming ceremony or a rite that is after eight days of birth or forty days of birth or any of that day that. Uh, they have decided according to the commandment of their culture or religion's right. So, although many of us cannot explain why it is done, why are they waiting certain time to give the name? I mean, you get the name from the hospital, you are get discharged, so start living. But after that, you still go through a ceremony, a naming ceremony, or an activities that indicated in your religion or in any form of. Of social activities are being commanded based on the culture. So, likewise, in the kingdom of God, water baptism could be a ceremony to be performed after you are born again. So, everything in the natural are the manifestation of things that God is putting into us from the invisible part. So, actually, we there's a reason for water baptism has been described in the Bible. So, water baptism. Actually, publicly identify us with Christ. It is a symbol of dying with Christ and resurrecting with Him in the newness of in a newness of life. Water baptism does not have the power for regeneration. It doesn't have the power for us to be born again. But it's a symbol of what we have gone through as being born again to go through water baptism. So let's look at Romans chapter 6. We'll read from 3 to 7. Let's see what it says there. 3 to 4, it says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. We're talking about death and resurrection. So if you look at verse 5, it reminds us of promise of eternal life, which says, For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. And verses 6-7 to seven remind us of the conduct of our new life, which are, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we will no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. So, let's refocus on our growing in Christ. You need to be baptized after you are born again and continue to participate in Lord's Supper according to his commandment according to our Lord's commandment. But if you have not been baptized or you are not or you are not periodically participating in the Lord's Supper, I um, will be encouraging you today that you should please start now, get baptized and get yourself in participating in the lord's supper and if you have been baptized while you are not aware of your new birth while you are practicing religiosity you can do it again yes if you have done water baptism but maybe it
0: was done. Join Dr. Sam next Monday at 8.45 p.m. for Christ the Divine Truth. Brought to you by Jamaica Physical Therapy. Offering pain relief from sports injuries or accidents for any part of the body. Visit JamaicaPT.com or call 718-297-3699 for more information.